Jonathan Crow, welcome back to Sunday Night at the TSO. It's great to see you again. Pleasure as always. And great to be seeing you so often because uh, it's a sign that the TSO is back up and busy. How's it been being back on stage this fall? Oh, it's been amazing to get back into the hall and play for people. We started our season with a live stream, but since then we've been having live audiences and, you know, full to the capacities that were allowed. And it's been incredible just to get a chance to interact with our with our patrons, our audiences, and to see their faces as we play. The first thing we did in the season was the entire orchestra walked on together, and I think we were all crying as it happened. I think the whole audience was crying too. I was there and there were chills. There was a standing ovation just for you walking on stage. Yeah. And and just briefly, because I know we, we have other things to talk about, but I'm wondering what, what was that first concert like? How did that feel from the stage? It was incredible. I mean, it, we'd been missing it. It had been like not quite two years since we had a chance to play for people. And we've gotten used to looking out into the audience and seeing nobody or seeing a very, very small audience. And to look out there and to see people and to get a chance to interact with them and communicate. I mean, it's what we spent our lives doing and preparing for, and it was all taken away. And you have a fantastic concert coming up. Very interesting program. Now, it's Bach, which doesn't seem so extraordinary from a classical music point of view, but it's a rather unusual program coming in January. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, it's a mix of everybody's favorites. We've got the air on the G-string from the orchestral suite number three, a movement of the Bach double violin concerto and some Brandenburgs, but the focus for this concert is mainly on winds from the TSO. And one of the more unusual pieces we have is a reconstructed bassoon concerto of all things. So tell me a bit about that, because I've heard a lot about Bach reconstructions, but a bassoon concerto has never come across my awareness. Yeah, Google's an amazing thing. Uh, Bach wrote a lot of music that was lost and he reused a lot of music. So there's a lot of things that are kind of floating around out there that we know that he wrote, but we don't have the parts for any of them. And so this is a, a wind concerto, either bassoon or oboe, that we know that he composed at some point, but then couldn't find the parts. And with a bit of research, we can find that maybe he reused some of the movements for different pieces. So two of the movements have been reused in cantatas and one in a harpsichord concerto. And Michael Sweeney, our principal bassoonist, is, is going through those scores and reconstructing a bassoon part and orchestra parts. And he's going to be joined by principal oboe Sarah Jeffrey, right? That's right. And you get to hear Sarah playing oboe d'amore, which is unusual. Oh, that's a very beautiful instrument, sort of low. It's like the viola of the oboe. <laughs> it, it really is. And when Sarah plays it, you're absolutely convinced that it's the greatest thing ever invented. To the unusual side of this Bach program, because you've got a couple of Brandenburg concertos, numbers four and two, with such great works, but also uh, just starting with just solo cello. This is very unusual, the TSO. So tell me about that thinking. Yeah, and this was an idea of our new music director, Gustavo Jimeno, and he wants to feature more of the members of the orchestra as soloists. So Brandenburg's two and four, of course, feature a bunch of us, including Andrew McCandless on the most difficult trumpet part ever written. Um, but the concert will be starting with Joseph Johnson playing a solo cello, a movement from a cello suite. Um, and the idea is just to set the mood with Bach and kind of bring everybody into this smaller sort of orchestra space. And in addition to you seasoned players, there's a very special, quite young soloist joining you for the Bach double concerto. Tell us about her. That's right. Um, Chelsea Gu is the winner of our grand prize from a play-along challenge. So earlier in the pandemic, Toronto Summer Music and the Toronto Symphony put together this series of videos 
Um, and some of them were me playing the Bach double violin concerto. And what we did, we put it out there and said to people, hey, you're stuck at home. Nobody can really go out and do anything right now. So record yourself playing along with Jonathan and, and put it on social media, post it on Facebook. And what we did is we collected all the entries. I think we had over 70 of them. And we put together some prizes. And Chelsea was the winner of the grand prize. So she'll be performing with me a movement of the Bach double violin concerto in January. So she beat out all those people, young and old, to play with you. How did she do that? Well, when you see her, she's amazing. Um, she, she's incredible. I mean, I think she's she probably has turned nine now. You know, she's getting <laughs> already. Oh, yeah. But no, yeah. she just her her presence on stage and the way she kind of work together with me on a video is just incredible she's great we look forward to hearing that and then finally i just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the air before we part because it's such a familiar piece uh you know it's often known as the air on the g string which is you know sort of hyper romantic take on on yeah. this piece by bach but what is it that makes it so enduring and what do you look forward to about playing it that's a great question you know it, it's always hard to figure out what makes pieces amazing um, it's one of the, the simplest things Bach ever wrote, but in the middle of a concert, it just kind of brings everything back down and calms everybody down. It's, it's, it's captivating. And somehow during the pandemic, we've been allowed to do things a bit differently in concerts. We're allowed to now select separate movements from things and do them in a concert. Whereas before this, somehow it would have been frowned upon. Um, and I like the flexibility of programming that we now have that allows us to create a really kind of curated program where we can take specific moments from a piece and and hopefully insert it in a way that makes the whole concert make sense. And that's the idea of the air is just to kind of bring something into the middle of it, which is a bit of a palate cleanser. A bit like radio programming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Jonathan, we so look forward to hearing the Bach program. Thanks so much for taking time to speak with me. Thank you.